0: name jockey mike smith we're listening to the horse talk show
1: I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show, and we're here at the Cassie Training Centre with Canadian Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie, who just won the Preakness with War of Will at Pimlico Racetrack. We're very excited for him. Uh, the training centre here in Ocala is just incredible, and I'm going to ask him uh, just a few questions about uh, War of Will and his journey so far. Mark, lovely to have you back with us. Tell us a little bit about the story about War of Will uh, not reaching the 175 mark at Keeneland and going to England and then to France and then ending up with Justin and, and then coming to, to your training center.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite remarkable. So he was bred in Kentucky, um, purchased in, uh, Kentucky by, uh, I guess somebody from Europe. And he went over, and he was in. They call him Breeze Up shows there in France, and Justin bought him, and then shipped him back to us here in the uh, U.S. And uh, thank goodness, uh, Justin did a tremendous job finding him. I'm uh, forever grateful.
1: What were your first thoughts when you started working with him and training him? Did you see that he would had this incredible potential to really be a, a super horse?
0: normally I would say most horses don't, um, but with him, so what happened was he flew from France to our New York division because he had to go through quarantine and right from the start, um, my main guy there my assistant jamie beg said after 10 days he says i think we have something special um he then came to us at saratoga and when everybody would come around to see wonder god um i'd bring him out and say you want to see a a special horse and pretty early on i told gary barber i said we have another wonder Godot. Um, I think this horse is extremely special. So he's, he's kind of shown from the beginning that he was, you know, a special horse.
1: Talk a, a little bit about the the Derby debacle. Tell us a little bit about how your what your feelings were. I know Norm, your son, said to you, "Oh, Dad, you're about to win the Derby," and then uh, kind of all hell broke loose. And thank God nobody got hurt. And uh, and that's I know you were so relieved. But talk a little bit about your feelings uh, about the Derby.
0: A funny story. So we're watching our family. We get our family and friends. We watch from the. Uh, uh, because it's the only place we can all get together. So we are watching on a big screen. And Norman, at about the 516th pole in the middle of the turn, he put his arm around me and said, Dad, you're going to win the Kentucky Derby. And then I call it the, uh, the big event happened. And when it happened, I said an extremely bad word. And I looked up, and there was a camera in my face. And I thought, oh, my mom's going to be impressed by this. Uh, so I, I kind of lost focus for a little bit. And then of course he ranged up and he kept trying and, and we were excited. And, um, you know, shortly after the race was, I disappointed. Of course I was a little disappointed, but I was just relieved and happy that he didn't fall. Cause it was very, very close. And, um, it could have been the biggest disaster in horse racing history. And so even though I was disappointed, I was so thankful for that, those two things. And, um, so I thought, um, I never really, well, what could have been, it just never occurred to me. I think it was more just, I'm just lucky that nothing happened.
1: Absolutely. And actually Steve Haskin, uh, a Hall of Fame turf writer said on the show that he was kind of amazed in 144 derbies that we haven't had some major incidents with 20 horses on the track and sometimes it's wet and sloppy and it's really amazing uh, that they, they come out of it and we, we don't have that. We don't need that in the sport, certainly. Um, we never need it, but uh, at the moment especially, I think it's uh, it's great when we see the big major races and run clean and nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody gets
0: hurt. I am. You know, we are we are for the most part dealing with some of the greatest jockeys and that that helps matters. There are some things that Churchill, in my opinion, need to do to make it a little safer. The 20 horses is fine. If you talk to the, the big riders, the Johnny Velasquez, the Julian Leperews, they all say the 20 horses is fine. You know, in Europe, they run 20 all the, or plus all the time. In Hong Kong and Japan, the key is um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get, and I hope we can convince Churchill Downs to do a little better job, maybe make a 20-horse gate, or, if nothing else, take the gap between the... Regular gate and the auxiliary gate. If we could do that, and then the other thing they do in Europe and in um, Hong Kong, Japan, is uh, riders are not allowed to change lanes for the first eighth of a mile. If we could do those two things, um, uh, it would be a safer derby. Um, they had nothing to do with anything uh, this year. Um, the 20 horses had about as much to do with the the incident, as Lasix does with the horses breaking down in in Santa Anita, so it's just it's just it happened, um, but it had nothing to do with.
1: I still think, uh, though I agree with you, I think for the fans, uh, if they see safety measures being put in place that are important, they at least know that that is of uh, utmost uh, you know, importance to the people involved, and I do think that that matters. I agree with you. I think the more that we can do that really is connected to safety, unlike Lasix, um, I, think, I think that that's good for the sport and good for the fans, and especially under the scrutiny lately that, that we've been under.
0: You know that's that to me is one of the frustrating things about um, what's going on. I, I wish I wish we could put a panel together of you know, maybe some horsemen that have actually have been in the in the behind the scene and, and understand it a little more. Unfortunately, we have people sometimes making decisions just based on, um, I don't know what to make things look better and, and and that's not the way it should be um the other thing I think we hopefully come out of this um I I've said all along uh, there's no doubt the horse should have been disqualified my disappointment lied in that I thought that Stewart should have put the Inquiry sign up as as soon as they went across the wire. And I've said that for years, not just for the Derby, but for any race. We need to tell the fans, look, they're looking at it. And so if we have, it it should not be up to the rider to claim foul. That was 75 years ago when we didn't have all the replays and everything. Um, There's two riders ride, I mean, the rider that may be claiming foul against me today may be riding for me tomorrow. And that puts them in a precarious situation and they shouldn't be put in that situation. So I hope two things. I hope we get a a, a bigger gate and I, I hope that maybe we have more inquiries throughout North America.
1: I agree with you. And I think for the fans, had they seen the inquiry go up, I think it would have been less questioned than seeing the horse that ran second jockey putting it up. And I think that's where the fans really had an issue. That's where they felt that there was a, you know, a, a question. And I think if it had been put up by the stewards, there never would have been a question. It would have been the stewards calling an inquiry.
0: I agree, and, and what people don't realize is just because they hadn't put up the inquiry sign doesn't mean they weren't already looking, and I've seen on many occasions with a much smaller field, and my, they may look for five minutes or three or four minutes and put the inquiry sign up, so who's to say it wasn't coming? That's where there's mis- some misconception. Um, that doesn't mean just because it didn't go up doesn't mean it wasn't coming. They they had a lot to look at. They have a mile and a quarter a lot of things going on um so i i i would hope ultimately they were going to to put up the inquiry sign because there was enough there that warranted it but um yeah people have the misconception about that the good news is i've never seen anything like it there's people talking about horse racing anywhere i go like uh, we try to sit down maybe and have dinner or my wife and i and and i and and don't get me wrong i enjoy it because i i love talking about horse racing but We'll have people. Can we just ask you a question? You know, one of the questions was now, if the horse that lost his rider in the preakness had been first, would he have won? You know, and obviously we know that wasn't the case. And then of course, a lot of them thought since war of will got bothered the most that he should have been the winner. And they just don't understand, you know, the process. So, uh, It's good. It's good. They're talking. Um, We were in Winter Park the other day. I take my wife for uh, Mother's Day. We were looking and turned out somebody asked about we said something about I'd got my shoes in Louisville. And they said, were you at the Derby? And they said, well, yeah, kind of. And they said, what do you think? And I mean, these guys, they know nothing about it, which I think that's great for our sport. And one of the things I've been
1: reading a, a whole bunch since the Derby, I, I keep seeing is Mark Cassie is the classiest guy. He didn't call a foul. Um, he could have, and he didn't. And, um, and and he left the win up. Maximum Security ran a great race, regardless of the via. Um, and most people don't think that Lewis Sayers did that deliberately. And, uh, and um, that was really a... a that really is, I think, going to go down in history as Mark Cassie's MO. That, I, I think that was a really classy move that you didn't, you and Tyler didn't try to bring the Wests down from, from the win.
0: Well, there's, a, you know, and I appreciate that. Um, there There's a lot of things behind the scene. Like I said, I think the inquiry should have been put up earlier. Um, I do believe the horse should have come down. Um, we didn't claim foul for a couple of reasons, but, um, you know, it's my job. It's my job as a trainer to get, do the best for my owner and, and had it been a different situation and, and we could have earned money for my owner, well then, then the, the shoot it would have been different. Um, but in this case it wasn't. And, and so we chose to do that. Um, but I, <laughs> You know, Gary West um, took some shots at our our, um, horse and my rider later on, and it it hurt, and and I fired back because you're messing with my kids. When you mess with uh, my horse and then you mess with my rider, I mean, Tyler's like a son to me, then I'm going to fire back. But thinking about it, you know, nobody knows – what Gary West went through to, for a guy that's been in the game as long as he has, and and to have it, win it, and then have it snatched away, has to be so painful. So I understand that I do, and and in all, I said this, and I mean it. If I can't win the Kentucky Derby next year, I would hope Gary West would, because um, it would be only fitting. He deserves that. Um, I just wish. I wish, if I had a wish, I wish they would just drop things because I don't believe they're going to win.
1: Thank you for joining us for this segment. I'm Louisa Barton on the Horse Talk Show.